Welcome to the podcast, From Crisis to Connection. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'll be bringing the professional perspective. I'm Jody Stewart, unlicensed wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, and neighbor, and I'll be bringing the regular everyday perspective. We are all about relationship recovery, and we'll tackle tough topics like infidelity, abuse, addiction, pornography, and betrayal trauma. We also focus on helping you build stronger connections in your most important relationships. So thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. We're glad you're here with us again. Before we jump in, we want to tell you about a free course you can download called The First Steps to Rebuilding Trust. You can find this course, uh, the link to this course in the show notes. And it's a multi-video course that will give you some foundational principles and teachings on how to rebuild broken trust, information for the person who broke the trust, the betrayed partner, as well as the couple. And you can get it today by putting in your email address and we'll send it to you. So let's jump into our topic today. All right. Today, we're going to talk about making the transition from being child-centered in marriage to being more marriage-centered. And we're just going to talk about how child-centeredness can be a very good thing, and it can also have other effects on recovery that can make it difficult. Yeah. And I think this is coming up because we live in a day and age where you know, it used to be children are to be seen, but not heard. Oh yeah. But now it's like children are- Parents are to be drivers, but not seen or heard. (laughs) Right. It's sort of like you see so much as child-centered. I mean, you even see it like in the sitcoms, you know? Oh um, yeah. In television, just culturally. Mm -hmm. Right. Like so much of it is like, even when there are parents in there, they're just the doofuses or the idiots. Mm -hmm. And you don't see like marriage-centered where children are, you know, are, are being- guided and taught and protected and sheltered by the by the marriage. Yeah. It's much different now. And so, yeah, so I think this is a great topic. Well, so maybe let's, what if we start with why that matters? Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to jump in on yeah, that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, I think that children need to know that they're not more powerful than their parents. I think- Why does that matter? Because children are dependent, they're weak, their brains aren't fully developed. They are- they are completely dependent, obviously, since birth on, on us for everything. And they don't really get full, complete independence until much later, like well, full, fully, com- fully formed brains yeah, even, to until not mention their that. mid to late twenties. Yeah. And so to have parents that are there for them and guiding them, you just can't remove that. Like they they really, I mean, I've worked with people who left home at an early age who like ran away or, or got kicked out at, you know, 12, 13, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, it, there's a lot of trauma and abandonment and loss and st- developmental things that Confusion. get missed. Mm-hmm. So parents are you know, having a strong marriage system, a strong parent system. And I, I recognize some of you listening to this aren't married and you're a single parent and, and that's totally fine. We're, today we're talking about marriage and couples yeah. becoming marriage center. But even for those of you who don't have a marriage partner, even letting your kids know that you're taking care of yourself. Yes. So you can apply a lot of what we're talking about to that as well. Did I answer the question about why this matters so much? Why children need to see their parents or their, you know, the marriage be as strong? Is there there more that you want to say about that? Just a little bit. I think you made some excellent points. I just want to add that for even in times of struggle, Mm -hmm. when children can see 
their parents turning toward each other or working through hard things, that can be extremely grounding and secure for children. Yeah, that's so true. It can also model really good relationship, Mm -hmm. healthy relationship responses. It just, a lot of parents fear that if a child knows that there's trouble, that that's too much for the child to take. But children are often very intuitive about that. So even if no words are said, children can feel, they can feel when things are unsettled at home. And so, so that's, I mean, they're not, they just, they have a sense oftentimes that something, something's going on. Right. We don't need to hide the work of marriage from our children. Right. They need to see how it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that in 20 years, they don't end up in a marriage going, oh my gosh, we're having all this difficulty, like getting on the same page. Right. How did this happen? Because that, that's in... Yeah. If you came from a family that, you know, everything just seemed to work all the time and there was never any conflict or whatever. Um, or disagreeing. I mean, anything. that could be a, a really beautiful, peaceful environment. And I've certainly run into those situations, but it also doesn't prepare you super well for dealing with conflict in the workplace, in your marriage, mm-hmm. with your own children, and things like that. So I think that it's, yeah, that work is critical to, to see. And like you for said, sure. to validate your own lived experience. If there's tension in the home, yeah, yeah. To not let kids think that they're just, you know, picking up on that, that they're crazy or that they're too sensitive or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, or that it's them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can go all, all sorts of places. Yeah. So there's this bigger conversation about, you know, you know, keeping, I mean, I look at it like, you know, we have to take care of ourselves individually first. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to be healthy individuals. And then there's this marriage circle around, you know, that's the next. And then the children are outside that circle. They are. They are. They, that is the hard. The children truth. are outside the circle. The marriage. Not because they matter less. Right. But because the strong marriage supports them. Yeah. It's their life support. And, it is. And if it's not working, the kids feel it. Mm-hmm. It's their secure base, the marriage and family. But we talk about being family-centered or we're so family-centered and you should do things with your family. Absolutely. That's critical. There is this marriage subunit that has its own needs. It does. That don't involve children. Yep. And that is almost modern day heresy. Heresy, yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've talked with couples that are like, oh yeah, no, we don't get babysitters. We do everything all the time, all the time together. And I just think- that will catch well, up with you eventually. Yeah. The marriage yeah. needs. I mean, if, if babysitting is a thing, okay, then are you having? Are you time? doing something when the kids go to bed? Yes. Are you investing in each other? Yeah, that's a good clarification. To keep the family alive, to keep the children secure and happy, and yeah, if you have your reasons for not hiring babysitters, that's fine. That's probably a different conversation. But, but I, I get the point. But the marriage absolutely needs time without children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so a lot of people, you know, you, you know, these are, these are all controversial things these days, right? Like co-sleeping with your kids and having a family bed and stuff like that. And so, you know, probably in some cultures, you know, where everybody lives in the same house and there's not a lot of privacy, Mm -hmm. they make it work. But for a lot of modern marriages in North America, for the most part, you need to check with your partner about what, how you want to keep the marriage strong. Sure. So I don't have a lived experience of growing up where we all lived in the same room. Most people, there's some level of separation. And so treating the marriage as a separate thing is critical. And I'm sure it is even for couples that all live in the same room. Okay. I don't want to get too distracted from that. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. Okay. We don't have to do that. So let's talk about, let's talk about in in the recovery context of why I recognize when there's been a betrayal or when you're dealing with rebuilding trust, you may feel like what marriage? Sure. Right? Sure. Like, let's- Well, it might not be like a really healthy, intact unit at the time. Mm -hmm. So that's okay. But that's the work that's being done to restore that. Right. And, but it's still, it's, but for children, again, if they're living in a two parent home with couples married, children at some level are going to be wondering what's happening with that, with those older people that are taking care of me. How are they doing? Yeah. They're wondering. They may never ask it, but they Mm -hmm. are wondering. So, yeah. So I think it's helpful if you're, if your marriage, if you can't send a clear signal that, hey, we're going to, we're going to make it or our marriage is, you know, we're going to be fine. You don't know that. I think it's still okay, like we said earlier, to show them the work of marriage and just at least send a signal to them that says, you know, you're probably feeling something. Mm-hmm. Things are off with, you know, mom and I, dad and I, whatever, and we're working on it. And so I just want you to know we're paying attention to that. Mm. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay. So we want to talk about some of the trickiness yeah. that can surface. One being during tense times, it can be a really easy distraction just to move your focus to the kids because mm-hmm. there's this really painful, difficult thing here with this person and I want to pretend like that's not happening. And and all in the name of protecting the little ones. Mm-hmm. There's a lot there. You know, I can feel like a really good person yep. ignoring that guy mm-hmm. and just taking care of the little people who need care and stability. And it's never ending. Yeah. There will always yeah. be demands. Oh, they, can always, they will always take as much as you will give. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this is a hard one because, because they do, they are, you know, children are, are sweet. They're innocent. They're, you know, they're the ones that haven't done anything wrong here. Yeah. And they have legitimate needs. And they're not going to make you feel horrible about yourself most days. <laughs> you know. Depending. <laughs> We've certainly been there, you know. But yeah, I like, I like what you're saying on that, Jody. Like it, it's, it's an easy thing to... And we're to kind of use as a smoke screen. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. From doing here. the from doing the work and facing you're mm-hmm. either taking care of yourself or even work if you're like, I don't even know what to do with my marriage right now. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, take good care of you. But family. are you taking care of you? Mm-hmm. Are you yes. are are the can the children count on the adults doing their work, whatever that work is? Yeah. Yeah. So don't use the children as a distraction. That's not gonna help them. Right, right. Because they can't help you. No. Children are not not there to take care of their parents' needs. Yeah. They can, we love our children. They make us, they bring us love. They give us kisses. They like are sweet and whatever. And they make us, they they give us a lot of benefits for sure. But they can't be your emotional support system. No, no, they can't. Even if they're older, even if they can understand a lot. Yeah. What about, do we want to say anything about grown children? Well, I think that, you know, yeah, there are times where you know when when an adult child moves into a peer position, but the, but you have to recognize that if you're pulling in your kid as a confidant for you, they're going to have a split loyalty for their other parent. Yes. If again, if the if the marriage is intact and mm-hmm. every family is different, and they're you know they they may have a troubled relationship with the other person, but just in the honesty of your heart, don't put them in a position where they yeah, have to choose. It made it make it tricky for them. So that's mm-hmm. what I would say about that. Yeah, perfect. But um, opening up and talking about the work you're doing and stuff like that, you know, that happens a lot. And I think you should ask the kid how it's impacting them and see if some kids are just like, you know what? I don't really want to know about all this stuff. I just am glad you guys are working on it. Yep. And so you just have to like know your kid and honor where they're at. 
Yeah. Give them a voice. I like Again, not just be a dumping ground. And the next one I think we would say is, is using your kids for your own validation, Mm. which is is a little bit of a variation on what we just talked about. But a lot of the times you can just sort of become super parent. You can become like, oh, you know, I'm, I hurt. Let's, I'll just give you an example. I may not be a great husband, but man, I'm going to become like a level 10 dad all of a sudden. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I haven't really done much with my kids or I've been kind of checked out of my addiction or I've been struggling. Yeah. I can't win my wife. I can win the kids. I can win the kids and use it as validation to get her back or to like prove to myself I'm a good person. And again, that's just using the children. Yeah. And we see that a lot in divorces where, you know, they use the kids to get back at the other person. The validation piece is like, just don't use the kids for any form of validation for yourself. Let them be kids. Yeah. Whether that's to get back at your partner or to make yourself feel like you're amazing. There's yeah. lots of adults that can do that for you yeah. if you need that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think let's skip down to this one. The loyalty splits. Recognize that your kids are, you know, their main loyalty is to the marriage, to the parents. They want. Yeah. Yeah. There's this really interesting book. I don't know if I've told you about it or not called Between Two Worlds. Elizabeth Marquardt, I think is her name. And she did longitudinal research with children of divorce who now were adults. Yeah. And these adults were in their 20s. And in many cases, when their parents had remarried other people, they still had this fantasy that their parents would get back together, like a hope. Yeah, that their family would reunite. It just speaks to the loyalty and the split and the dream of having your parents. So- this is not criticizing any of you who had to get out of your marriage. like, But that's just a child's experience and we have to make space for that. And so do everything you can to not put them in a loyalty split situation. Yeah. Be supportive of their need to have time and attention for both people, obviously if they're safe, but oh, it's just so hard. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. And just as you're working on your marriage, you focusing on the two of you or trying to do your own work as an adult and working on the marriage will help protect the kids from those loyalty splits because your attention will be focused on taking care of yourselves and your relationship instead of just trying to pull the kids into some enmeshed dynamic. Yeah. So. I think there's a tendency to, th- to believe that what the kids need is increased attention to buffer them, which there certainly is a place for that. Yeah. But you also don't want to discount the fact that children can be strong when they need to be. Mm-hmm. They can learn strength. They can seize opportunities and learn to handle things well. A lot of this can just be really good learning experience for children. They're very resilient. Yeah. Brene Brown says they're wired for struggle. Yeah, we are. We just are as humans. Yeah. And so patting all the corners and treating your kids like they're weak, soft little things that can't handle stress, they can. Which I think sometimes can happen when when we feel at the edge of our own ability yeah. to handle the stress. That's when you need someone to help support you probably. Yeah. And not just... Not yeah. to project that onto the kids. And act like they're weak and they can't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a really important thing is to trust in our kids' resilience. And as we're working on our own marriages, obviously be, you know, take care of them, be there for them, tune into them, ask good questions, spend time yeah. and all that stuff. But trust that that can also be enough. It can. I think in that same vein, there's a tendency to believe that nothing in the children's lives should change during a time like this. So all the activities they participate in or all the, just whatever it is that goes into making their life, their life, 
it might be very appropriate to pull back mm-hmm. from things, to not be on so many teams or to not or so Run many at the clubs. Same pace. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But just to downshift as a family so that both the marriage and the family can heal. And that can be good for kids too. Better than maybe the good that participating in a certain mm-hmm. activity or event for that span of time would do for them. Like the solidarity of the family. Yeah. If it is being preserved, then it, they will be okay if you back it up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I've had couples that are, you know, attending like 12-step meetings or going to therapy or needing more time alone to to read and think and journal. And, you know, being able to be open with their kids about working together as a family. And it's not, oh, yeah, this isn't, that. yeah, this isn't like putting that pressure on your kids. You're no. still the adults handling things, yeah. but you're allowing them to participate in the process, which actually gives them a sense of purpose of like, you know, it's not like your responsibility. If you don't watch your little sister, you're going to ruin the marriage. You want to be clear that this is not their job or their responsibility to save this marriage, but that it, it's really meaningful to you that like they're helping support and sacrificing to help the family. It's amazing that kids, when they know what's happening and there's an age appropriate explanation and you trust them to be strong, kids want to rise up to that. They do. They do. And they can feel a tremendous sense of purpose contributing to something that is good for the family. Instead of just fretting. Having a chance to sacrifice for Mm -hmm. this thing that they value immensely. Right. Yes. Yeah. So there's don't be afraid to trust that your kids can be strong. You don't want to, again, turn them into a confidant, dump it on yeah, them, yeah. make them have Say to handle the chaos. Are, mm-hmm. But a lot of times not talking about it or not even identifying that there's something feels different is more stressful to them because then they're going to make up in their own minds what's going on. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, this is again, sometimes our examples might feel a little bit, I don't know, maybe too light for mm-hmm. some of the heavy things that you guys are all dealing with, but they're more for illustration purposes. So hopefully you can just roll with it. But do you remember when we were building our very first home and our oldest was like three? Oh, and you, I think you read in an article. Oh yeah, this is what happened. I had been <laughs> taking him to babysitters, hopping all around just with different friends. It was so of stressful. His, so I could focus and make decisions and meet with subs. And it was... A crazy stressful time, and we were tied up in lots one, of discussions. Yeah, arguments. You and I were just hard. making decisions. It was so overwhelming. so overwhelming, and I was pregnant at the time. Yeah, and so we picked up the mail on the way to drop him off at somebody's house, and then go back. And we did a lot of the work ourselves yeah. too, with with your family. Yeah. They helped us. We were so involved. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, maybe we'd make some different choices now. But yeah, anyway. Picked up the mail on the way, dropped Andy off, and then I was flipping through a magazine that came in the mail on the way back, and there was an article about how to know if your child is stressed. And every single one of them, Andy had like not sleeping well, complaining that his tummy hurt. Those are just a couple that I remember, but there were so many, and I was like, oh... But the reason I brought it up, because oh, one of the no. things that were on that list that we were both like, okay, we need to do something, was being overly helpful. Oh, man. Remember how helpful he was during that time? Just wanted it was like Johnny on the spot. Way above and beyond what a little kid that age should be doing. It was like he was so tuned in to us being stressed that he was like, 
Yeah, like the, an oldest and, child. Yeah. I can do it all well and do it all right. <laughs> and of and course, we were loving better. it. We didn't know. We were just like, oh, this is so helpful. I, Thank oh, you. But I remember after but reading that article, out. just yeah. feeling sick. and So we talked to him. We, yeah, so we talked to him and we, we tried to slow things down a uh-huh. little bit. And, and letting him know that and naming his stress and acknowledging. Yeah, you can, you can see that we're so busy and stressed out and you're wanting to be helpful and we appreciate that <laughs> kindness. Let's play with some toys. Yeah. <laughs> like don't. And so yeah. we, we made those adjustments, but I, I think it's important to recognize you're not going to ruin your kid for identifying the stress that they're feeling. Oh man. They're if already anything, feeling it. To name it yeah. can do tremendous good. And that puts the marriage and the parent, the adults back in charge. Yeah. And it creates a lot of safety. Kids rely on that. Because again, if they're more powerful in the sense of like, that they say the adults so overwhelmed that they can't function or be there for them. They're like wondering who's going to take care of me. Oh yeah. And that isn't do. just little kids. Yeah. Big kids need to know that they're safe. And so it's really important to give kids permission to not only feel what they feel, but help them name it. And yeah. So, all right. So I think we've covered it. We're good. Okay. Yeah. So thanks for listening. This is such a important topic. It may have pushed some buttons for you, but that's good. We want you to be able to see what came up for you and notice and, and talk about it as a couple. If you're in a relationship, if you're married and working together through this process, and if you're single and dealing with kids and stuff like that, I hope you'll take good care of yourself and let your kids know that they're going to be okay because you're taking care of you as well and getting support. Absolutely. You can do this in an organized way like this and it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yes, Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yep. We look forward to meeting you back here next time. Bye.